Hello and welcome to Talking Psych with Doc Raz. I'm your host, Doc Raz. Today I wanted to talk about a myth that I come across sometimes when I am doing therapy. So sometimes folks have this idea that if I go to therapy, if I'm better able to manage my feelings, manage anxiety, manage depression, then somehow I will never have those feelings again. Or if I experience kind of an upsetting situation or event and I experience those feelings, that must mean I'm doing something wrong or my coping skills just aren't working. And I am here to say the fact that, no, even when you are in therapy, even when you're doing great, if you have, you know, the death of a loved one that you really cared for, or if work becomes really, really stressful, you're going to experience those feelings that makes you human. Um, We are not wiping out feelings feelings have purposes. They are there to serve you. Um, The issue is more that oftentimes people can't, they struggle to sort of tolerate the uncomfortableness of some of the feelings. But in my mind, feelings serve to to motivate some sort of action or to Um, bring about some sort of change. And so if you're angry, that may motivate you to address the situation, to kind of stop this thing from happening again. If you're anxious, like, and maybe it motivates you to do behavior that, you know, if you were calm, you would not have such as like studying for a test, reviewing a presentation for work, um, Things like that. It may also stop you from doing behaviors that maybe in the long run really are not the best. It's just when these things pop up and you freeze that it's more problematic or when they are kind of calling the shots in your life. Um, Because so often it is better to do something scared and a bit nervous than to not do it at all because... Anything in life worth doing is going to bring some anxiety or nervousness. Um, Applying for a job, going for a job interview, maybe a bit anxiety provoking. Asking out somebody that you find attractive and you'd like to get to know better. Um, These things make sense to cause some anxiety. It's just when we do not live the life that we would like to because of it, that it's the problem. Um, and I also want to talk about the fact that when these things pop up in our life that are really difficult to deal with, that we may expect an increase in anxiety or depression symptoms or Um, Depending the situation, if you experience post-traumatic stress disorder, um, your hypervigilance might kick up. If you're feeling kind of out of control, you know, maybe nightmares kind of kick up. This is to be expected. It does not undo all of the great work that you have done. It does not negate the progress that you have made. It just means that your life is a bit stressful right now. Um... 
And I think reminding ourselves that sometimes there are situations where anyone would feel stressful can help us sort of normalize the experience and feel better about having it. Um, you know, I was working with somebody yesterday with a very kind of unpleasant job and they've been consistently turned over for promotions or even just lateral moves um, and they're not really getting any useful feedback because they've acted on the feedback and it, it hasn't done anything. Um, and yeah, the best that I could sort of do is sort of normalize that, yeah, that would be stressful. That would be upsetting. I think a lot of people would feel that way. Um, you know, we can't meditate ourselves out of a bad job. We can't meditate ourselves out of the pain and, for a lot of us, anguish when we lose someone really close to us. Those things can help bring our feelings to sort of a more tolerable level, and that's fine, but they're not going to make them go away. And if they did, right, that makes you kind of a zombie, and we don't really want that in life. Maybe you think you do, but that also means if you're a zombie and you're not experiencing any of the lows of life, you're not experiencing any of the highs of life either. Um, we need sort of a balance of the two because if we don't understand possibly how low life can get at times, how am I supposed to have a good gauge for experiencing the highs? I may find them pleasant, but it's not going to be as meaningful or impactful. Excuse me. Oh, whew. Sorry, I had to yell there. Um, it's not going to be as impactful as it would be if I knew sort of a, a depth of despair than, than if I had not. Um, and so I think it's important to just kind of remind ourselves that, like, we're still going to have feelings. I can handle and tolerate experiencing my feelings. I do not need to use substances to make them go away or to kind of wipe out and numb out with them. Um, and if you feel like you cannot tolerate them, that to me is a sign that therapy would be a really good use of your time where you can focus on I need more coping skills or I think for a number of folks sometimes the issue is the coping skills that I have is really great when maybe my anxiety is like a 4 out of 10 or my depression is only like a 3 out of 10 but if it raises above that if I'm really upset or I'm really really nervous you know, maybe it's a 7 out of 10. I don't have the skills for that level. And so it's, the skills still work. They're just not right for that particular level. Um, and so I think going to therapy, talking to other people that experience similar issues can be really meaningful. Um, I know... So if we think of the recovery model, which I will talk about in another episode because I love the recovery model. I think it's fantastic. 
one aspect of it is that peer support is talking with and being supported by other people also in the mental health recovery process. Um, You know, where I work, we do quite a few groups. And honestly, I can say something as a professional and then a group member can say almost the exact same thing, but it holds more weight because they're talking from a place of experience and I am talking about it from a place of learning or sort of secondhand knowledge saying I've seen this help a lot of people. You know, it's more impactful for somebody to say, this works for me, and I really enjoy it, um, compared to, like I was saying, you know, kind of that secondhand. Um, And yes, for a number of folks, medication management is also useful. Um, For a number of folks, it can kind of get them to a spot where they can then use the tools that they're working on in therapy. Um, ideally, you wouldn't simply do medication management for you, like by itself because if you want to stop the medication, like any benefit you were seeing is going to, it's going to go away, right? If you didn't make any changes in how you interact with life, get rid of your antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication, and those things likely will come back. You didn't learn any new skills. Um, And so medication management is useful. I do not, as a psychologist, I cannot prescribe. I know some in my field are pushing for that and good for them. I have no interest whatsoever in that myself. Um, because I have more of a focus on and more interest in how do I help people better interact with life, better tolerate life, because life is not kind to anyone. We will all experience periods that are difficult. Um, And so I wanna help support people through those periods by helping to build up kind of their confidence and assurance that, yeah, I can, I can make it through this period. The pain is still going to be there, but I can survive it. Um, And then after it's done or after I've made some progress, I can even start to thrive despite these difficulties. Um, And so that's that's why I don't focus on medication. And we're not really going to talk about it much on here, but I do recognize for a number of folks, they find it useful. Um, And I know in my work, sometimes it is useful because then expect if they're experiencing like severe major depression, you know, it can help get them to a spot where symptoms have started to lower. Maybe we have some more energy. Maybe we have some more motivation and I can now kind of start engaging again with life. Um, And so, yeah. Um, But I also want to note, and I'll do sort of a further episode on this at a different point, I believe. Um, but, But even if you have life circumstances that are difficult, because like I said, they're going to happen, if you're coming to therapy 
you still have to have a certain willingness to either do something different or to at least be open to viewing life differently. Um, like I talked about, that person was sort of the, the poor job experience. You got it. Like, you cannot change the fact that they are unwilling to promote you or move you. And so you have to either own that. I'm going to stick in this job because the pay is better than what I'm getting or I'm simply waiting for another offer and work on sort of just acceptance of like, this is where I am right now and I'm not going to let it tear me down. Um, or you have to be willing to make some changes. And I get like, sometimes the change is, you know, if you were giving it your all is maybe stepping back. Um, cause I think for a number of folks, sometimes there's the, like, I'm doing my best and it's not doing anything. I'm not getting any recognition. I'm not experiencing anything positive from this. Um, and so it may be like, I'm going to do my job, but I'm not going to do more. And maybe that's the change to feel like you have a bit of control or you're not just a passive recipient of these issues. Um, and so if you come to therapy and all you want to do is kind of complain, but you're not interested in making any changes, you're not interested in kind of learning how to view things possibly from a different perspective that maybe would be a little less painful, then now is probably not the time for therapy. Um, my husband used a great quote, or he kind of made a great comment that, you know, sometimes you're just throwing wiffle balls at somebody's head. They have to be willing to hit the ball. Um, and so if you're coming to therapy and you're not ready to hit the ball, you're not going to see a lot of benefit from it. And eventually your therapist is probably going to be scratching their head, especially now with the increase in issues following COVID. Um, and now we have, you know, high inflation. Um, they're going to be scratching their head going, I'm not sure what we're doing. I'm not sure what I can do for you right now. Maybe I'm not the best fit or maybe therapy is not the place for you. So you just got to be willing to kind of play ball and entertain the idea that something might feel a little bit better than what's happening right now. But anywho, um, those are kind of the thoughts that I wanted to share for today, addressing the myth that if I go to therapy, I will magically feel better all the time and that I will have no unpleasant feelings. Um, so I hope you all have a good day and I hope you do something nice for yourselves. And if you would like to reach out and either let me know, um, let me know some topics you want to hear more about or some questions that you have. You can reach me on Instagram or TikTok at Talk and Psych with Doc Raz. Have a good day. Bye.